At City of Hope, its innovative treatments for cancer and groundbreaking research have saved millions of lives all over the world. This is City of Hope Radio with your host, Melanie Cole. Highly experienced at diagnosing and treating bile duct cancer, City of Hope brings an aggressive multidisciplinary approach to caring for people with this disease, offering them and their loved ones the most positive outcomes possible. And through their clinical trials program, one of the most extensive in the nation, bile duct cancer patients can often access promising new anti-cancer drugs and technologies that are not available anywhere else. My guest today is Dr. Yuman Fong. He's one of today's most respected and recognizable physicians in the treatment of liver, bile duct, gallbladder, and pancreatic cancer. He's also the chair of the Department of Surgery at City of Hope. Welcome to the show, Dr. Fong. Thank you so much for being with us. Tell us a little bit about bile duct cancer. Is this a very common cancer? Is it a very scary cancer? Uh, Melanie, thank you again for having me on the show. And uh, bile duct cancer is uh, actually a relatively rare cancer in this country. There are parts of the world where it's actually very common, and I'll go through why that's so. Uh, but it is a very scary cancer simply because uh, the diagnosis is, is usually associated uh, uh, with uh, very complex treatment plans that have to be put together in order to allow the patient to survive their disease. What is the bile duct, Dr. Fong? Well, the bile duct is just a pipe that carries bile around the liver and outside the liver into the intestines. Uh, so the way the uh, digestive system works is that uh, the liver makes bile to help digest food. Uh, this is the uh, uh, the chemicals that are produced in the, in the in the liver that comes down and digests our fats, our proteins, and uh, many of the nutrients, so that it can be absorbed by the intestines. And it's made in the liver. It's carried around the liver in a series of pipes called bile ducts. But then it all collects down to a very uh, large bile duct, uh, a large pipe that carries it directly into the small intestine right outside the stomach. So cancer can occur anywhere along these pipes. And we segregate bile duct cancer into three parts. Uh, the ones that are inside the liver, those are, are called peripheral cholangiocarcinomas. And that, that's just fancy medical words for for the uh, tumors of the bile duct that happen inside the liver. Then they're the ones that occur right outside the liver. Uh, those are called hyalur cholangiocarcinomas. Again, uh, just fancy medical words for the tumor that happens right where the main bile duct comes out of the liver uh, before it enters into the intestines. Uh, because the bile duct passes through the pancreas before it enters the intestines, that's the third type, uh, is the bile duct tumor that happens in the very bottom of the bile, uh, large bile duct before it enters into the intestines. But those are oftentimes confused with pancreatic cancer, uh, even though it behaves much better than a pancreatic cancer. So those are the three types of uh, bile duct uh, tumors and bile duct cancers that happen in man, and we segregate them anatomically because, again, the treatments of the three are very, very different. Why is it more rare in this country, you started to mention, and maybe more prevalent in other countries? It's because bile cancer is actually associated uh, with uh, three things. One is hepatitis. Uh, hepatitis B or hepatitis C virus, uh, which are uh, viruses that attack the liver, can actually cause the bile ducts inside the liver to form cancers. Uh, so in p parts of the world where hepatitis B and C are more common, uh, the bile duct cancers are also more common inside the liver. Those parts of the world are China and Africa for hepatitis B. Uh, those parts of the world are uh, Italy, particularly Sicily, and Japan for hepatitis C. 
So it's really the inflammation from the virus there that causes the cancers to form in the bile ducts inside the liver. For other types of bile duct cancers, they are associated with chronic infl- inflammatory conditions, uh, meaning diseases where the body actually uh, uh, causes a- an autoimmune reaction against its own tissues. So those are uh, uh, related to a kind of disease called sclerosing cholangitis, where for whatever reason, the body decides that the bile ducts are foreign to itself and starts attacking it with its immune system. And, uh, and so... Uh, you hear about that uh, in, in, in very famous cases. Like, uh, I remember Walter Payton, the, the football player? Uh, he actually formed one of these bile duct tumors inside his liver simply because his body was attacking his bile ducts. The third uh, I, I way that they, I, in places where bile duct cancers are very common are chronic infections of some type. So there's a worm in Southeast Asia that actually crawls up into the liver and uh, causes inflammation. Those worms are called flukes, uh, and it's quite common in, uh, in northern Thailand, for example, and in those areas where there's, uh, pay, uh, people are chronically infected with uh, this worm that they catch from raw fish. Uh, they end up having bile duct cancer, and, uh, and therefore in those regions it's much more common. So what would someone experience? Because as you said, it might mask or be similar to pancreatic cancer, which is much more common in this country. And so what would you experience that would, you know, I mean, this isn't something you obviously screen for. So why would someone even go see a doctor to get checked? Well, we actually do screen for it. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, the screening for bile duct cancer is actually very straightforward. It is the annual physical when somebody gets an annual physical and their liver enzymes, which are the blood tests that tell us how our livers are working, uh, are abnormal, uh, one of the things that we look for is whether somebody has a bile duct cancer. Uh, the more common reasons that the liver enzymes are abnormal are either somebody has just had a few too many alcoholic drinks and a few days before or that they have gallstones. But if we don't find that somebody is actually having troubles with gallstones or with uh, uh, a, a few too many drinks, then we start looking for a bile duct cancer because uh, when those liver enzymes are elevated, uh, we worry about tumors like this. But the more common presentation uh, uh, for a bile duct tumor is really somebody who presents with jaundice or that they turn yellow. Uh, and the reason this happens is because, again, the bile is actually ma- made in the liver and meant to pass down this bile duct into the intestines and help digest food. So when the bile duct is blocked in any way, uh, then the bile backs up into the blood, then it deposits on the skin, and, and, and uh, the skin takes on a yellowish hue because of the fact that bile is yellow. And, uh, and, the, and then the urine turns very dark. Uh, so the common presentation for uh, a tumor like this is really that Somebody uh, suddenly turns yellow, their urine is really dark, and their stools are very light-colored because bile no longer makes it down into the intestines. So pretty much the same presentation as someone who has pancreatic cancer. But when we go looking for the pancreatic cancer or gallstones, and we don't find gallstones, and we don't find a big lump in the pancreas, then we start suspecting bile duct cancer uh, because... You know, again, that would be the alternative in terms of uh, what blocks the bile duct and causes jaundice. You explain everything so beautifully, Dr. Fong. Now, we only have a couple of minutes left, so tell us about some of the cutting-edge treatments you're doing there at City of Hope. Well, 
the most important treatment for bowel cancer, if possible, is to go remove it. Uh, so for the ones that uh, happen way down at the bottom of the bile duct, it is to go and do something called a Whipple procedure. Uh, the medical term for it is a pancreatical duodenectomy. And it's a big operation that removes that front part of the pancreas just as if it was a pancreatic cancer. Uh, uh, what has been definitively shown is that that kind of big operation is better done at places where a lot of it's being done. Uh, so around the country, uh, it's, it's been uh, well, very well accepted now that uh, having such surgery at a major center uh, decreases the risk of uh, uh, complications and even death from such operations. So again, over the last 20 years, we've gotten pretty good at not taking those tumors out down there. If it's inside the liver uh, or right outside the liver in the, in the uh, main bile duct way up high, the, uh, there are many operations that have now been perfected to go remove those. And some of those could even be done using a robot or using a laparoscope, things that uh, operations where we can actually reach in with a small incision with multiple uh, small instruments and, and take out a cancer for someone uh, without causing them uh, a, uh, a big recovery without uh, uh, making a huge incision. But many times we catch these tumors after it's already spread, and that's where the research comes in. Until about 10 years ago, our chemotherapy for this disease was terrible. Uh, less than 10% of the people would even have any shrinkage of tumor based on chemotherapy. But over the last decade, because of work by pretty amazing uh, chemotherapists and, and researchers, our chemotherapy has gotten much, much better. Now we have good chemotherapies that uh, we can give that has a fairly good chance of putting the disease back under control and even some chance of sometimes shrinking the tumors enough so that the patients could become potential surgical candidates for removal and potential cure of the disease even after it's spread. So I think we've come a long ways over the last uh, decade or two decades. So our surgery is better, our chemotherapies are better, and so here is a disease that three decades ago would have been considered uh, uh, almost uniformly fatal that we are really making headways on. Uh, so I'm, I'm just glad to be working at a place like City of Hope where we can actually use these therapies. Dr. Fong, thank you. You've given hope to so many, and your information is so beautifully put. Thank you so much for being with us. You're listening to City of Hope Radio, and for more information on bile duct cancer and Dr. Yuman Fong, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.